Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Let's Feast Food for Thought podcast. I am yours truly, Mr. Paul Jahogany. And guess what? It's the new year, guys. So it's the first time I'm going to say this for the new year. You guys ready? If you've been following with me from the beginning, you already know what I'm about to say. You ready for it? The catchphrase of a lifetime. Got some more food for you. Welcome back to the table. Let's <laughs> that made me that gave me chills right there guys guys welcome to the new year 2020 guys we're gonna do some amazing things this year like um, i know everybody out there doing their new year's resolutions and and, and big ups to everybody who's who got a fresh start who's 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 hitting the ground running full speed ahead you know what i'm saying not 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 worried about nobody on the side of their peripherals they just got the destination in mind and they trying to get to that finish line so shout out to everybody who's doing that but I don't make New Year's resolutions. Yeah, cat's out the bag. I'm sorry. I don't make... This is no diss to nobody who actually do it. But me personally, I don't make a New Year's resolution. You know what I do? I just keep doing what I've already been doing. Because that's power and consistency. Like, the things that I've been consistent doing, like, like, like to propel myself to get to the next level, is already great. I just have to be patient enough and, and, and have the mindset to keep going and be motivated to keep up and doing it. Once I've instilled that in my mind, I don't make the New Year's resolutions anymore. You know what I'm saying? I feel like New Year's resolutions is um is is for people who struggle. Like I said, this is no diss to nobody, but this is me personally. Like I feel like New Year's resolutions for people who struggle to stay consistent and keep their mind set on one thing. You know what I mean by that? The, and, and that may be a lot common uh, going into the future because the attention deficit is at an all-time high with all this technology. And we're just so distracted with doing so many different things. It's like, yo, everybody's ADHD. You know what I mean? Everybody's ADHD. It's like, yo, like, so I don't even know that there's, there's a separate, I don't even know if they can really isolate people. Uh, and, 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 and diagnose people no more these days as far as having ADHD because I believe the whole world is ADHD with all this technology. Like, let's just be honest about that. Like, I believe the world is ADHD. But New Year's resolutions, to me, is like coming up with new things to do only when you can't stay consistent at what you're already doing. You know what I mean? So what I do is I, 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 have, this, I have it set in my mind to where it's like, yo, I'm finished to, I'm, 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 I'm about to, that may be a little bit of the, um, the, the, the the poverty coming out of my mind. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the colloquialism or whatever. Like, <laughs> offense to... <laughs> but anyways, um, I've been doing... What I've been doing, like, what I'm pretty sure all my fans and my followers and my listeners and stuff, man, if you've been keeping a close eye to me, you already know what I've been doing. Like, everything that I've been doing has been great things that I've really had to be patient for. I really had to, to, to settle myself, keep praying. And, 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 and I feel like it's coming to fruition because the power of consistency is, is, is allowing me to, uh, to shine. You know what I mean? Because I've been putting in the work and I've been putting in the hours. I made a post earlier this week. I'm not sure who, who, who saw it, who saw the video. Cause I posted it on a lot of my social media platform. Actually, no, I didn't. I posted it on my Instagram story, but I'm gonna um, bring you guys up to speed just in case you may have missed it. What I did was I posted a post, um, um, before, I think it was before, um, uh, I think it was uh, new year's Eve. I posted, a, um, I posted a, a brief story telling people, um, how many followers I had on Instagram. I have a hundred and I had 141 at the time. I think I got like seven new followers. Thank you guys to all the people who just recently followed me. But, um, but what I did was I highlighted my posts. I highlighted my posts. Now my posts and my followers 
do not add up together. Do not even look alike. They they like they like, uh, they they're not identical twins at all. You know what I mean? They the twins that don't look alike. You know what I mean? <laughs> but on my Instagram, I have almost 800 posts, and I've only been on Instagram for two years. I only been on Instagram for two years. So a lot of uh, uh, in today's age, a lot of people would be fixing on the fact that. Uh, on, on why don't I have so many followers but I have a lot of posts but and everybody's focused on having a lot of followers but not a lot of posts so me I have almost 800 posts in two years that was a big accomplishment for myself so I went out and celebrated I went and got myself a drink and I really because I celebrate small wins you know what I mean and I looked at a lot of my peers and the people that in the competitive field that I'm in I looked at a lot of their pages and of course, they may be celebrities. They may be somebody that's been, and this is not to discount none of their hard work or nothing like that. But like, like I feel like my work ethic is not like anybody else. I feel like I'm in the world all by myself when it comes to, or in the class by myself when it comes to my work ethic alone. Anything that I've ever done in my life, like let's just we get personal for a second. Anything that I've ever done when it comes to jobs or or, or people or whatever like that, uh, people that have a genuine connect that I have a genuine connection with. Um, I've always excelled at all of those relationships. I've always excelled. That's just for the talk about my jobs, like regular jobs or whatever, nine to five. That's to be simplistic for the people, the, the nine to fivers like myself out there that's still in the rat race. That's just be consistent. Like since my first job at the age of 18, since my first job, I think 17, but since my first job at the age of 18 up until the age of 31 that I am now. I've always gotten some type of validation or a promotion at everything that I did. And anytime anything has ever went wrong as far as me getting fired, I only got fired twice in my life. Anytime anything has ever went wrong, it's been my fault. Accountability. Uh, 100% accountability. Like my first job. I mean, not my first job, but there was a job in particular. I had uh, I had a job in particular where um, I was set to be a manager. And, and I want to say this story because this may help somebody. Um, and I was I was going back and forth about telling the story, but it's my the less feast food for thought podcast, and I like to be as transparent as possible. I like to be as relatable as possible to help people. So therefore, I it it can it can actually prevent somebody from making a, a, a crazy decision. But anyways, at this job once, right? I was up to be a manager at this job, and I was at this job for about two years. I was like twenty one. I think I was twenty one at the time, and um, I was working at Crystals. So. I was like, man, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! Like, I, I like, I had got, I was up for a raise. I was at the time, I was making like not like nine dollars an hour. I think I was making nine dollars an hour, and I was, and it was, um, t- and I was in a conversation about being a manager, about becoming one of the managers. I was like, oh, and I was only at the job for like, um, but before I was set to be a manager, I was at the job for like almost a year. So I was putting out hard work, sweat, equity in the job. I was the cook at Crystals, and I was just doing my thing. I was cooking, and I always had the the, the, the same guy that you see now is the guy that I was back then. It was just a, a lot more um, inexperienced, like as far as like interactions with people and stuff. But I was in a relationship with this girl, right? Who shall remain nameless. I was in a relationship with this girl, and um, and and basically, uh, let's just say that the relationship was on the rocks. And things wasn't going, wasn't as great as they should be, you know what I mean. And the relationship was on the rocks, and I was just, um, 
I just was like a chicken with my head cut off, man. I was so focused on her. Like we was head, we was headed in two separate directions. Let's just be honest. We was he- headed in su- two separate directions, and um, and I wanted to keep tabs on her. You know what I'm saying? Not controlling or anything, but I was so in love and so naive at the time. Like, because I wasn't raised like, uh, like I was raised in an all woman household pretty much. I had male influences, don't get me wrong, but I didn't have any male influence around to teach me about women. So, what I had to do was I had to figure it out on my own. I had to mistake my way on through, which is a way, which is something we're going to get into a little bit later in a dessert topping. I had to mistake my way on through because I didn't have the male figure, the male dominance in my life to teach me about dealing with women. So I mistake my way on through and learn through my own mistakes. So I was trying to keep tabs on her because I was so in love and I was so naive. I was like, yo, oh man, what? And it distracted me from my job. It distracted me from my work. So like one time, Oh my God! I don't, let me get this out. Um, one time, I, I was set to go into work on one of the busiest holidays of the year. I think it was like I forgot what the holiday was. I think it was around New Year. I think it was New Year. It's like how convenient. It's, um, we just this is the first episode of the New Year, and I'm gonna talk about a bad situation that happened to me in the past on New Year's. Like crystals was bamming like that night. Crystals was bamming like every time like the the stores, I mean and the, the 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 liquor store, it, uh, we had a liquor store directly across the street from the restaurant. Like I know it was a bar, my bad. We had a bar directly across the street from the Crystals restaurant. And every time that bar would close, the bar would close at like 2 or 3 in the morning. And I used to work overnight. So every time that bar would close, everybody from that bar and it was bar the bar was pretty packed the bar was pretty packed and i used to work weekends so it's like yo everybody who's off from the nine to fives they go into that bar they're going to decompress and relax a little bit they go into the bar to have throw them a few drinks back and as soon as the bar closes they head straight to crystals man the line would look like chick-fil-a crazy on 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 Man, the line looked like chicken. Man, it made me. Man, and, it, and I was so stressed out every single time because I was the cook. I was the one that had to cook all the sandwiches and all the all the, all the, all, the, all the crystal sandwiches and stuff like that. Uh, I was making all the meals and stuff, and I was prepared or whatever. But on this night in particular, I chose to do a no call, no show. Holly, if you heard me say what, I chose to do a no call, no show, all because I was chasing girls. All because I was chasing this girl, man, man, I, I I don't regret it because it made me to who I am right now. But that me making that decision was like, yo, yo, man, like I got to get a grip on things. You know what I'm saying? But I was so naive and I was so in love or whatever you want to call it. I was so sprung like like T-Pain. I was so sprung. I was she had me wrapped around her finger. Let's just be honest, man. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to bump all the sugar coating. She had me wrapped around her finger at that period in time. You know what I'm saying? 21 years old. No knowledge about women. Nobody giving me no game about it. I had to figure it out on my own. You know what I mean? So she had me wrapped around her finger. And I was just trying to keep my eyes on her. No, not trying. I was never really overly. I was never overly possessive. I was never that guy. Never was abusive or none of that stuff. So I just want to clear the air about that because I know how people can get misconceptions about things never never perfect gentleman perfect everything i felt like i was doing everything right but uh i had suspicions that she was cheating on me i had suspicions man i had suspicions that she was playing me and all this other stuff like that and i wanted to keep my eyes on her biggest mistake that i ever could have made in my life biggest mistake so i just want to get this advice out there for the men especially the young men 
who may be um who may be um head over heels for these women out there. Not said not trying to put a bad taste because all women are not like that. Let's be honest. I was young and I was crazy. And, we, and me and my girl at the time, we was going in two separate directions. You know, I was going in this direction. She was going in that direction. But I still wanted to make it work. I still wanted to make it work. And this may be the first time I ever talked about relationships on my podcast. Um, um, episode 17 is I think this is the first time I ever talked about actual relationships, a uh, personal relationship. So um, I was I wanted to make it work. She wanted to go that way. I was going clearly going this way, but I still felt like we could have made it work together because uh, I feel like even though we're separate, we go on two separate paths due to the fact that our love for each other remained the same. Well, so I thought. We can still find a way to coexist within the same space. But boy, was I wrong. <laughs> boy, was I wrong. So I did a no call, no show at my job. And they needed me that night. If not any other night, they needed me that night. They really needed me because I was the best cook. I was the best one at the job at the time. I'm going to put it out that I was one of the best. Like my manager relied on me. Like, like, And at the time, let me reiterate. I was in talks for becoming a manager with not only my manager, but with the higher ups, the district managers of becoming one of the managers of the store. I was in the conversation and I was going to get uh, I was my, my, my raise was going to go from like nine dollars an hour to thirteen dollars an hour. So at that time, this was like 2009. Like, you know, at that time, that was a big jump because it, I didn't really have any bills. So I and my son was just just born. So I was like, yo, like, like, I was like, I was I was so crazy now that I think about it. I'm like, yo, what was wrong with me? Like, why did I do that? Like, why did I why did I do that? Like, what was wrong with me? Like, why was I so naive? Like, why was I so sprung? Like, what was going on? Like, what for God, please, somebody <laughs> Come down to the physical flesh and slap the heck out of me. You know what I mean? I feel like the ludicrous only the man. I feel like slapping somebody today. Like I felt like I needed to be slapped in that moment. But what that did was it made me take accountable for a lot of. I mean, it made me feel accountable for a lot of decisions that I made. You know what I mean? So I was just head over heels and I was just doing some dumb stuff at that time. And I was like, man, I have to figure this out. So I end up getting fired. Like that next day, I thought I still had a job. That's what's funny. I thought I still had a job. I thought <laughs> I called the next day one of my boys because I called him. Me and him, we used to um, work the same shift or whatever, overnight shift. I called one of my boys and he used to, um, like I didn't have a car at the time. I used to um, catch the bus or uh, I'll ride a friend of mine's car to work. But um, I had called him and I said, hey, bro, you you felt, you think you could come and get me to go to work? Because I had it. I had I was scheduled. The, 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 the it was already the schedule was already made out for like the next week or whatever like that so i had i did a no call no show like wow and normally in my head i wasn't like i say well I, even if i even though i did a no call no show i would still have another opportunity i would get some points or whatever like that oh well i deal with those points but i would still have a time to, to, to redeem myself but I called my boy the next day to come pick me up. I like, man, you think you could come and scoop me? Like before we, cause we we both had the same shit. We both went in at the same time. Yeah, but he, but when he went into work that previous day, I didn't. He was calling me like, hey, bro, man. He was calling me that the previous day to come to work or whatever. Hey, man, you gonna come to work? Let me know now, man. I can come scoop you or whatever, so we can go to work, so we can get this on out the way. It's New Year's Eve. Boom, boom, boom. You know how busy it is. I ignored all his calls, man. I ignored all his calls. I ain't, I ain't take one call, man. I was, I ignored all of them. I was just sprung, man. I was trying to keep tabs on that girl. I ignored all his calls. So I called him back the next day. 
and he answered. He was like, "Hey man, what's up, man?" He yeah, when, when he answered the phone, he sound mad, sound depressed. He sound like he was he was upset at me. He was real real mad. Like, well, he was mad in like a melancholy way, if that makes sense. Like, he had the little soft tone. He was like, "What's up, man?" You know what I mean? Like, yeah, granted, it was still morning at the time, so he may was just waking up. But I was saying, "Hey, bro," because I was scheduled to go in. I think at like two in the evening, from two to like, to I forgot what I forgot the actual shift. But anyways, I say, hey, "Bro, you think you could come scoop me?" Boom, boom, boom. Like, uh, going to work or whatever. He said, "Bro, I think they fired you, man." I say, "What?" <laughs> he said, "I think they fired you, man." I say, what? Are you kidding me? I, and I don't even know why I was so blown away because I was thinking like, this is me. This is me. This is the first time I ever made a mistake. I never missed a day of work. I never did anything. Like I was, I, I wasn't I, always on time, but I mean, I, I, I was, I was off. I was late, like ever so often. You know what I mean? Like I was always, like, normally I was there before my shift even started, like 30 minutes before my shift even started. And I was sitting in the lobby and, 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 and I would Get eat a meal or something. I play with my phone or whatever. But phone technology wasn't what it was back in 2009. So I would just like play like the little dot game on my Nokia phone. <laughs> yeah, I had a Nokia. I had to play the little dot, the little snake game where the, where you can't let the, the little ball hit the. I mean, go under the little thing. Like you, y'all, you guys know what I'm talking about. But I was playing. I was playing on my little Nokia, and I was um also cat out the bag i was calling back home calling my ex-girlfriend's phone to see what she was up to and she would never answer her phone i'm like man and i was just frustrated i'm like man what the world like, i was just doing some stupid stuff that to try to keep tired trying to see what's going on man but anyways um he said man they fired you i think they fired you man so i said so i went and called my my, my manager my my, my 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 manager the one who took a liking to me or whatever he said yeah man we had to let you go you did a no call no show man on one of our busiest nights of the year and i don't know what's going on with you i still got love for you man or whatever but we had to let you go and i was flabbergasted i was like wow this is real so the reality check in my mailbox in that moment was never think that it can't happen to you like 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 why like what why did i do that and then in the relationship end up not working we end up going separate paths like like i said it previously we ended up separating like i ended up moving out she moved out did her thing i, I did my thing whatever like that but i just go back and think in hindsight like yo i was so gone like you know the monica song so gone i was so gone like i was gone and it took and i feel like it took that that to happen to me for me to get a grip on reality because if that never wouldn't have happened to me i probably would have been i probably would have never thought i made a mistake i probably wouldn't if i still had that job or whatever at that time if i was able to if i didn't get fired if i just would have got those points that wouldn't have been good enough that would have been good because i probably would have did it again so it took that it took that period at the end for me to get fired in big bold letters saying that you fired and you out of here, even though you never really have a history of making mistakes, you always was on time, boom, boom, boom. It took that to get that read. I think that was God's way of talking to me, saying, hey, man, you got to get focused. <laughs> you got to leave these women alone and you got to get focused. So ever since that point, I feel like I had uh, I had to stay consistent with whatever it is that I'm doing. So that's the reason why I don't really make New Year's resolutions. And I know that's a bad, <laughs> I, I wouldn't parlay this back to what I was originally talking about. But that's why I love to stay consistent. 
and my work ethic is, is the way that it is because I don't like distractions. Like, I don't like those distractions to where I feel like it's going to get me off my game. Now, there's a such thing as happy distractions and bad distractions, but I don't like those bad distractions to take over my happy distraction like what i'm doing now and the person that i am now is a happy distraction like if it's like like if someone calls me or whatever like that i this uh it's it's not me not answering because i'm being a dickhead excuse my friends for the kids that may be listening or whatever it's not my it's not my it's not me being an asshole or whatever it's just me being focused on wanting to stay consistent and because i have a pinnacle that i'm trying to reach and i'm gonna get back to you but the bad distractions is it throws me off everything i'm actually focused on it throws me off like and 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 it and it it makes me not do it anymore it makes me not have the passion for it anymore so that's why i i i don't make new year's resolution this is like the new year's misery (laughs) the new year's misery man like like ever since that day I stopped making resolutions and I just start being started being consistent at everything that I'm doing, man. So, so with the, with the new year, guys, I just want people to realize that 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 oh yes, it's okay to make your resolutions. Yes, it's okay for you to uh, set goals and do your thing or like that. But if you was already doing something that was great the previous year and you was going out and you ended the year with a bang and you starting a new year fresh or whatever like that, I feel like. You was already doing. Just keep doing what you was already doing. You don't have to drop the ball and um and 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 start on something new just because you want to be like everybody else. No, no, no. Stay consistent on what you're already doing. Like don't no, no, no. carry that all the way through. Like carry that to the finish line, the marathon. Be the marathon runner, not the racer or the sprinter. Shout out to Nipsey Hussle, RRP. But um, yeah, man, just stay consistent at everything that you're doing. Hopefully, this piece of my story. Uh, uh, my new year's deficit <laughs> helps you in a future situation and stop being so dang on uh, uh subjected to be distracted by these dang on distractions out there my my achilles heel was women at the time i think i have a much much strong i have I, to be honest with you i think i have a much better better um grip on on my relationships with women and stuff like that and not being distracted and stuff like that of course i partake and and i enjoy it but at the same time it's like i don't i don't ever want it because i'm single right now i don't want it to ever step in the way of the things that i really need to accomplish and my priorities versus my options like women are an option at this point because i'm trying to be creative i'm trying to 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 to, to put everything out there to where i need to be that i want to have a grip on my my future my financial future my legacy i want to have a, a grip on that and i feel like uh uh the the, the bad distraction i ain't gonna say women not not in the whole but women like the bad the women that are bad distractions i can't take that right now i don't think my uh, my mindset or my body or anything could actually deal with that right now you know what i'm saying so i have to remain focused and i still indulge and i'm a little weak i have my weak moments i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna lie to you i have my weak moments to the point to where it's like i indulge in a little bit here and there you know what i'm saying have a little fun but but at the same time it's like i can't allow my mindset to get distracted from what i'm really trying to do and i think we need a lot more discipline when it comes to that as men i think we need a lot more discipline so um just okay if 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 what you was already doing was already great don't don't drop the ball on that don't drop the ball don't drop the ball carry that all the way through until you're actually able to meet your pinnacle to where you actually you know the saying work hard play harder whatever like that no it's work harder 
play hard. You know, <laughs> work harder, play hard. So you plan, you plan twice as much as you're working. Yeah, I never really got that saying to be honest with you. It never really resonated with me. Work hard, play even harder. Nope, nope. I work harder, play hard. You know what I mean? That's what I do. That's what I do. I play. I I I I have to make sure that I'm working twice as much as I'm playing. You know what I mean? Of course, we got to have that balance to where you have to play here and there. You have to balance it out. So therefore, you don't become a dang on uh, a dang on case to where it's like, yo, you in a psychiatric uh, dang on office or something. And you're trying to uh, figure out your mental health and everything like that. So stay consistent in everything you're doing. We're going to start fresh this year, 2020. And, and I feel like I'm rambling right now. I, I always get I always do like that. I always get that way when I'm talking, when I'm talking and I'm passionate about certain things. So, guys. And ending this segment right now, start the new year fresh, do what you need to do. But if you was already doing something that was already giving you great success and you feel and you feel like the fruition is going to be great, then keep doing it. Don't drop the ball because it's new year or whatever. Like a start when you ever you come to your pinnacle, like let that set the tone for the rest of the year. Boom, boom, boom. Whatever it is that you're working on as far as being a creative or an artist or whatever it is that you're doing, being an amazing father, being an amazing mother, like whatever it is that you're doing, like let that set the tone for all of that. Okay? So, guys, that's how I'm going to end this segment. I'm going to take a quick break. You're going to hear a word from my sponsor. And when I come back, I got some more food for you momentarily. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Let's Feast Food for Thought podcast. Now, on this segment, what I kind of want to dive into is kind of like talking about athletes a little bit. I kind of want to talk about how athletes are getting treated in in um, in society and, and based on my perspective. Like, I feel like when you're an athlete from from your younger years to somewhere in your prime years or whatever, like I feel like the athlete has a ceiling to where. They can excel outside of that ceiling. Like, you know how you say, you know, you know the famous saying, the sky's the limit. Well, the sky is the ceiling for for athletes in a way. Because here's here's what I'm what I'm basically trying to get you guys to understand. Like, athletes for the most part, well, five-star athletes, athletes who's been looked at by the world, they're getting praised for a large portion of their lives. They getting poor, they getting praised, like they getting all of, a lot of the accolades. They getting a lot of people who loves them screaming their name at a young age. So they feel like they can't do no wrong. They feel like they can't do nothing wrong. They feel like everybody loves them. Then when they get to a point to where they're getting judged based on their game, and the game is constantly being critiqued by everybody, that could put somebody in a depression. That could put you in it, especially if you feel like you're not performing up to your own expectations to where you feel like everyone loved you. You it's like it's like a drug because you want to keep everybody screaming your name every single time you put your uniform on, every single time you suit up, put your clicks on whatever sport that you play. It feel like you want to make everybody scream your name. And when you have a bad day, they don't scream your name. They boo. They they want better results. And it's like it's almost like. They're stripping you from being human. It's like they strip the like society strips the athlete, well the the, the five star athlete, the athlete that has his that has eyes on him. Like it strips the athlete from being human. It's like you're asking a a, a human that that just so happens to be an athlete to be perfect. You're asking the athlete to be perfect, and I don't think that that's fair in a lot of ways, but. 
What what more do you expect when you've been praised your whole life and you have everybody screaming your name and 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 and, and it's ever since you were little, ever since you are now the age that you are now, you have people screaming your name and chanting for you to always win because you're not only um, representing yourself, you're representing a whole culture of people across the world who wants to be just like you and also who thinks they can possibly do it better than you. And if they were given that chance, they possibly would be better than you. So you're representing all of that along with your own luggage. But that but you carrying that label around as far as like the, 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 the whether it's the team you play for or the game that you play, you carrying that label around. It um it, stri- it strips you from being human because you can't be you can't isolate your problems. You can't isolate whatever it is that you're going through on a personal level for the game for the game because you not only you have your personal situation you also have an extended family that 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 coexists outside of the world all across the world so it's like you have to please everybody while still being in your prime while focusing on your own talent and things that you do and i think that that's selfish that society puts people in that position so with that being said i kind of want to encourage now now i want to encourage now, if, if you have a passion for playing sports, if you have a passion for 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 doing whatever it is that you do that's sports related or whatever like that, do it. Do it. I don't want the people to walk away with this or with the wrong message. Do it. If this is what you do, this is you're good at it and you see yourself being named being on jumbotrons and being a highlight reel or whatever like that, do it. Because if that's what you that's what you feel like you're born to do, chase your God given gift. But. If that's not what you feel like you're born to do and you're just doing it just to do it, I would highly encourage you to find something creative to where you're actually able to coexist outside of the sports. Like find something else like explore journalism, explore, explore art, explore poetry, explore, uh, explore all different types of because we've been let to believe from coming from poverty stricken situation. We've been yet to believe uh, to believe that. Um. Only a certain part of the world exists that's exposed to us. We've been we've been told to believe that. Well, it's just basketball. It's just football. Uh, it, it, like now we're starting to like with the new generation. I have to take my hat off to the new generation because they've been rebellious and ways because they felt like the older generation that raised them wasn't teaching them. So I said they created their own lane to where it's like you know what? Since you're not teaching me. I'm going to teach myself and I'm going to mistake my way on through this thing. So it don't matter how many mistakes I make as long as I create my own lane. It don't matter how many mistakes I make. And I have to take my hat off to that. I got to give respect when it's due. I don't care if you're 18, 17, 60, 50, 14, whatever it is. If I feel like you're innovative, if I feel like you're creating a new lane for for people to try um, to travel down after you. Like, I got to take my hat off to you, man, because it's a lot of people that's selfish, man. And it's like, yo, like, give credit when it's due, man. It's like, you don't have to get to an old age to be a legend. You don't have to be a legend because you're old. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like in, even in our situation, coming from black people, like, I feel like a lot of us, the reason why we crown a lot of people at an early age, because it's like a, it's like post-traumatic stress disorder in a way, because it feel like we've been, you, you watch the news a lot. You be watching people around you, depending on your circumstances and where you're from. You watch everybody that um go through something terrible around you whether it's from your personal situation drug related everything you watching people drop like flies 
And then you what cut on the news at six o'clock. You watching the people that the community that you live in, people that live around you drop like flies. So it's like if I as soon as I experience something great, even on a minute level, on a small level, I'm going to crown them because why? I don't feel like I I I could be next. So it feels like I'm going to crown what I see that's beautiful. I'm going to crown it early because I don't think I'm not speaking for myself. I'm just speaking like generally. I don't think that I'm going to be around for the long haul for the next 30, for the next 40 years to see it actually come to its fruition, like to have a long career. So when I see it now and I and it makes and it makes me feel and it, uh, great now and it motivates me to get out of bed and keep doing what I do now. I'm going to crown it early. So, but what I want to, but kind of like the reason why I tapped into that, because I want to uh, encourage people who may be listening to this right now. If, um, don't just strive to be all-star athletes. You know what I mean? If this is what you want to do, then go for it. Like go for it. Like, listen, like I can't reiterate that enough. Go for it. But if you're not sure and you're just trying out new things or whatever like that, do it while you're young. Like, but it's also explore different levels of creativity because if you're an athlete in that world and here's, here's how society do you, if you're an athlete in that world, they strip you from being human. So you can't even be allowed to have your own personal feelings because if, if, if what you're feeling shows up in the L column, you didn't do nothing. You didn't do anything. Like it, like oh, you could you could you could try to justify an interview or anybody. Just watch your favorite athletes on TV now. Like they could be mentally out of there. They could be really be going through some traumatic situations in their personal life. But if their game shows up in the L column, they don't care. Society doesn't care. You're losing. Who cares? You could be going. Your parents probably just passed away. You probably had the birth of your child. You probably missed the birth of your child, and you was you was raised without a father, without a mother. You was right. You probably lost your parents at a young age. You probably be going through all types of mental things. But if your game shows up in the L column, they don't allow you to feel. They don't allow you to feel. And I think that's selfish. So when judging, like, and I also want you guys to go and walk away with this. Like when judging your favorite athletes, when you watch your favorite athletes on TV, and they may not be performing up to your expectations on what you want them to perform as, think of what that person may be actually going through. Because we don't we, we don't know everything. We only know what they show us. We only know when they put on the jerseys and when they actually um, um, perform. And, and and if it's not up to our expectations, we judge them. I want you guys to all to be mindful of what that person may be going through. What that person a uh, uh, personal situation that person may be going through. Not only on personal as far as their family, but what the media may be taking these people through. Maybe slandering their name and every time they cut on the TV or uh, pick up their phone. Well, I can't really say TV these days because who watches TV anymore? But every time they pick up their phone, they got like a million tweets, retweets from somebody slandering their name and haters. People that only had never even met them before talking bad about them and all different types of stuff. They can't go nowhere that like they have to have security with them everywhere they go. If they're a five star athlete, if they're that that guy or that girl, if they're that person. They can't go anywhere. So it's like my identity, like I already have to subject myself. I'm speaking from the athlete's perspective. I already have to subject myself to 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 uh, a certain a different circumstance because I, I was stripped from being normal. I was stripped from being normal because of my talent it had put me in the position to be liked by everybody in some side of way. 
So I thought my uh, me being normal and me being like everybody else has already been stripped for me. So I can't I, I'm forced to think in the way that I'm currently thinking. I'm forced to think that I can't even go out to get me a bag of chips at the corner store because it's going to be millions of people that ask for my autograph. And it's not there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. But if it's consistent every day, sometimes you're going to want some peace. You're going to want to know how your solitude feels. You know what I mean? And they and they're stripped from that because of who they are and how great their talent is. They're stripped from that. So they're not even allowed to feel on a personal level. So, guys, I want you guys to really, really try to consider like um, if, if, if being an athlete is not your passion, if it's not what you feel like you're destined to do on God's green earth and God, what God has um, bestowed inside of you, inside of your heart, like carefully consider other options. You know what I mean? Like, consider other things. And I'm going to give you an example real quick. Like, my nephew. I have to shout out my nephew. My oldest nephew. Like, he's an all-star athlete right now. He's an all-star athlete as far as, like... Nah, nah, nah I'm, I'm saying, like, all-star as far as, like, him being gifted at every single sport that my, my sister and her husband puts him in. He's been, He's gifted at every single thing. He plays football, basketball, baseball. I'm not sure if he plays soccer, but he excels at all of those sports. And he's so gifted to the point to where he's starting to get bullied for his gift. You know what I mean? Sometimes you get bullied because of the gift that you have. You know what I mean? Like that you naturally have that. And not only do you have the gift, but you consistently work on it. And other people may come up and feel like they're not as gifted as you. So guess what they're going to do? They're going to bully you because of the gift that you have. So my nephew is going through that right now. So let me tell you what I kind of did. Like with my movie that uh, that that I'm that that's um, that's that has not yet premiered yet to all my consistent followers and stuff. The Sandcastle Christmas Story. My nephew. Well, both my I have two. I have more than one nephew, but um, two, uh, two of my oldest nephews I put inside the movie with my along with my son who's playing the um the, the main character in the movie Jay the Lonely Kid. But um, um, my oldest nephew, what I did was. Uh, because he has the potential to do great things in this world. He has the potential to do great things. And if he goes on to be an all-star athlete, whether whatever sport that he chooses, whatever, whatever his mom and dad guides him in, um, if he goes on to be an all-star athlete, I don't want him to feel like he ha- he feels pressured to be great at, at, at that, just that. He feels pressured to be great. He feels pressured that he has to uh, please everybody. And as soon as his body starts to deteriorate, he feels like he has nothing left in the tank. So what I'm doing early, and I already foreseen this, like before when I was writing the script of my movie that you guys are going to see. I already foreseen this with uh, with that character in mind, that character that my oldest nephew plays. And my uh, my and one and my middle nephew, like, but my oldest nephew in particular because he's the guy that that, that that's leading the train right now as far as the next generation. But uh, I didn't want him to feel like he has to only be that. And, and once he's that, because he's passionate about sports, he's so passionate about it. Like he loves sports. He loves football. Football is his favorite sport. Uh, that I think that's his favorite sport. I have to talk to him, but I think football is his favorite sport. But. He has a passion for it, but I also want him to feel if when he gets older, he's only 12, but when he gets older, if he feels like he can't, uh, which he's never going to do, but uh, fulfill everyone's expectations. And I don't want, and he gets in a position where he feel like he, he, he loses himself. I want him to feel like if his if his body deteriorates, like because it will, if he gets hurt or whatever, and whenever he feels like he can't do it, play the game that, that he truly, truly loves anymore. I want him to feel like he has another lane that he can travel down 
and I'm introducing him to it at an early age and I wanted to archive it so I wanted to be something that these guys look back on in the future 10 years from now like yo I remember my uncle made this movie uh, and I played in this movie with my uncle and, and I loved how I felt when I was creating it that's why I created a scene exclusively that you guys are going to see when the movie, if the, 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 all my followers and listeners, um, you guys are going to see in the actual movie. You, you guys are going to see it. Like, like you're going to ex- ex- understand exactly what I'm coming from. I wanted to archive this, this, this time that these guys are going through. And I also wanted to make it fun for them. I didn't just want it to be my vision. I wanted it to be their vision. But honestly, I'm, I'm getting off topic. But. If you are basically what I'm trying to say is if you are an athlete or a creator or whatever, like a person that's just striving for greatness in this world, especially to my young listeners, if you are striving for greatness, um, don't just strive to be an athlete, like to be the basketball, the football player. I know it's flashy. You want to dunk on somebody and you want to catch the Odell Beckham one handed catch before you go out of bounds or whatever. Like, I know that. I know that. If it, But if you don't have a passport and you're just winging it and you're just trying to figure out your options, figure out all the options. You have a smartphone. You have ways to where you, you can actually utilize a lot more of these options now. They're not far fetched anymore. You don't have to turn your, your stop turning your sky into a ceiling. Basically, walk outside look you remember how we used to do like um, and this might maybe be telling on my culture a little bit <laughs> but how we used to check the weather growing up while well, i used to see my mom do it and i ended up doing it or whatever because i used to see them doing it all the time but we didn't used to turn on the news to check the weather what we used to do we used to walk outside <laughs> and we used to walk outside either put our hand outside or we used to walk outside on the porch and check the weather and that's how we determined what we was going to wear for that day don't just stay on the inside of your house under your roof assuming what the weather is going to be and screw staying within the crevices of your ceiling no walk outside on that porch or even walk out into the breezeway and look up at the sky and see that that sky is the actual limit and stop turning your sky into an actual ceiling don't turn your sky into a ceiling like know everything that's out there explore different possibilities so therefore if whatever it is that you're destined to do uh if that doesn't work you have other options like stop trying to basically limit yourself to saying that you only got these options and stuff and it's so easy to get confined in that way because you see everything around you not thinking the same ideas that you're thinking about and you don't have nobody that you can relate to so guess what that isolates you that makes you feel like an introvert to the point to where you feel like your dream is, is crap i don't want you guys to feel like that no more because what you guys have is social media you have all these different things and technology apps and everything you can create an app now it's like yo this thing is awesome like we have breathing innovators right now like listen alive you don't have to wait till you're 40 50 60 70 years old to 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 be a legend you can be a legend now by creating but also putting in the work now i'm not just saying like create one thing and then think that you're a legend and get all cocky like you did some work you didn't do no work like also when you create something also try to create a um keep consistent at it and keep working at it like i pride myself on having um um like i haven't blown up or gone viral or anything like that which is not in my intentions i just create content like for the people to to enjoy whether it's my less feast videos it's time for a serious joke which we're going to get into later but 
what whatever it is i i create content man and I, and, I, and i and i created like almost eight in two years on me and on instagram i created 800 posts like 800 posts in all in two years which was actually uh, i actually was brought to instagram by my friend like my friend one of my best friends or whatever he uh, he, he basically boycotted my facebook page and told me to come on instagram he knows who he is if you're listening he know who he is but um but guys continue to work and continue to explore all options on the menu like when you go out to eat at a restaurant like you don't just pick what stop picking the same thing at a different at a foreign restaurant like you look for the like what normal what people do on, on a consistent bit what i've noticed and i even found found myself doing this one time when i'm exploring different restaurants i find something on the menu that i'm comfortable with ordering that i'm comfortable with ordering and 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 there was a time in particular where somebody had put me in my place about that i had went out of town um with with, with a friend of mine or whatever like i went out of town we had went to a restaurant or whatever my friend was uh he was in the military or whatever and we went out to eat or whatever and he had met up with a couple of his other friends and we all just a a, a, a man cave out out on the outside you know what i'm saying like we all was just chilling vibing with each other and everything like that so um i had we had went to this restaurant i forgot what the restaurant was but it was different it was a different restaurant so i was looking when i sat down at the table i looked i was exploring the whole menu and and i was already wasn't comfortable being in the restaurant but i didn't want to be a punk i didn't want to say man no nah, man i don't want to eat here like you know what i'm saying no 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 i wanted to i wanted to feel like i actually belong there so what but what i did was when i looked at the whole menu I was looking for something that I can actually relate to. I was looking for a dish that that spoke to me that I was already used to. And that's the wrong way to feel, because if you wanted to feel the same, if you wanted to just eat normal, just go to the normal restaurants that you're used to going to. But you went to a different restaurant for a reason. So try something different at the different restaurant that you're not used to. Try something different. Like I was I didn't notice in, my, in that moment that I was limiting myself. Like, like, why did I even, why did I break my neck, save up money or whatever to go and try different food at a different restaurant just to be subjected, just to, just to feel comfortable with, with the same dish that I'm already used to. That defeats the purpose of me going. I should have just went to McDonald's or something. I should have just went to Burger King. I should have just went to a restaurant that I'm already used to going to. So my whole idea of going to a different restaurant was to try different foods. So what I'm telling you guys to do is don't be that guy or that girl. Don't be that guy, that girl that goes to a different restaurant and just eat the same thing that you already used to eating. And restaurants do that. I, f- I find I come to find it that restaurants do that because they want to get people who who, who shops normal at the same restaurants and stuff. Like if they once they find out about their restaurant, they want them to feel comfortable, right? So they'll put a dish on their menu to act, act to, uh, uh, or a, some type of uh, a food on their menu to make that person feel comfortable enough to where they're actually able to explore the whole menu which is great marketing by the way which is great marketing i think i'll do it if i ever open my own restaurant like just so the pe- the new people that's never ate at this restaurant before can feel comfortable so while you're sitting down eating the dish that you're already used to from other restaurants you're looking around you may look at the way i got my restaurant set up uh it may be different from other places so what that's going to do is that's going to get you to come back now once you come back you're not going to want the same dish that you already already used to eating at other restaurants you're going to want something different so what that's going to cause you to do look at the whole menu you know what i'm t- have you ever caught yourself in that in that position to where it's like man 
I you you went and ate at the different restaurant, and then you that different restaurant becomes the same restaurant to the point to where it's like, yo, I'm tired of eating the same thing. I want to explore different things on the menu. And a lot of people just jump 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 to different restaurants and stuff, but they they jump to different restaurants without exploring the whole menu in the same restaurant that they've already been to. Do you know how many other dishes that this restaurant offer? But you just so fixated on eating the same thing to where you feel like you got to jump ship to a different restaurant before you even explore the whole menu at the restaurant you already used to. So what I'm trying to get you guys to understand in a nutshell, and I know I keep saying this, but I find new things in my mind to keep talking about. But anyways, what I want to get you guys to understand is stop turning your sky into a ceiling. I think I get that quote by Nino Brown, whatever. Uh, uh, he's on Facebook, motivational speaker. Shout out to him. But um, stop showing your turning your sky into a ceiling. Like go go out there, test the temperature. Go out there and walk on the porch. Check check the temperature. Check to see what you need to wear. Check to see and look. Utilize all your options. Then what that's going to do is that's going to allow you to go to your closet and explore everything in your closet. Or just a section, depending on how the weather feels. <laughs> it's what it's going to actually. But before you did that, before you checked the temperature, you was you was just fixated on. Oh man, I'm just finna. Oh yeah, I'm only just normal. I'm only just used to seeing certain things, this, that, and third, or whatever. But when you walked out and you checked the temperature and you actually looked up at the sky, you actually seen the sky was actually blue, and you looked at levels and levels and levels that it it doesn't end. The sky doesn't end. That's why they say the sky is the limit because the sky doesn't end. But when you turn your sky into a ceiling, you're only looking up at your roof. The roof ends. Like if you tried to jump through your roof, you would hit your head and you would probably get a concussion. <laughs> so stop turning your sky into a sitting and get on out there and explore all your options. So therefore, you can make the best of everything that you need to make the best of. All right, guys, I'm going to take a break. And when I come back, I got the serious joke for the day. Thank you. Hello guys, you know what time it is It's time for a serious joke First serious joke of the new year Well, when it comes to the podcast but <laughs> I don't make serious jokes on my social media platforms Go check them out if you haven't checked them out yet But, first serious joke of 2020 guys I may take a little different approach this time I want to talk a little bit about <laughs> um, I know this is like a dying topic Like, uh, it didn't have the same Oh that it had when it first was announced like with about basically people rich people who basically cheating ha- having a cheat code to get their children in schools and stuff basically they're paying and cheating they were uh, bribing the heck out of universities or whatever just to get their children in school illegally doing illegal things you know to get their children in school so with that being said now i should have been talked about this a long time ago but i wanted to make sure i was ready and i had enough information about it to actually speak on it you know what i mean so but this is what out of all that research that adam did based on this topic or whatever it still comes back simplistic <laughs> it's like you know you, you have, guys to my audience who's listening right now have you ever did a lot of research and i may be talking to the kids or the younger people <laughs> have you ever studied so hard on something and then when it comes time for test day <laughs> it went out of there <laughs> it's out of there <laughs> that's what i felt about this topic that I just got through discussing with you guys. Listen, I, okay. Now I'm just trying my best to 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 understand. Like, and maybe it's something that I won't understand because I don't have that kind of money to actually be put in that position. But I even feel like even if I did, my moral compass would never allow me to 
to stoop that low. Like, and I know, I know, a lot of people say coming from different backgrounds and stuff like that. Maybe coming from a silver spoon background, you may look at me or look at something that I say and say, you know what? Spoken like spoken from a guy that doesn't have much, that 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 that, that can't relate to what we're going through. But I feel like that's bullshit. I feel like that's a fucking cop out. You know, that's a cop out. No, my man, no. Like, yeah, mom, I don't have to be from where you're from to get a a, a just. Of what the, the fucking dumbass decision that you possibly made. Of a dumbass decision that you made. That was a dumbass decision. And, 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 and think about it. This has been going on for years, decades. Imagine the shit that we don't know about. That's what scares me. That's what's so fucking funny. Like, ima- like this just coming to the light now. Coming to the light now about rich families, rich people who got money over money over money like legacy money got wealthy money like billionaire money or millionaire money like they like on a third they second third generation money type shit but cheating to actually put their children through school like cheating like like paying colleges off or whatever just to get their kids to be accepted in that school because it was a part of their alma mater it was a part of something that they was a part of but i guess your child didn't earn it the right way so what you what you wanted to do you probably wanted to cheat their way on in there so here's my question how do you feel rich people who done did this how do you feel being a being below the poverty line. Motherfuckers. <laughs> I've tried to feel that's why I took so long to talk about it because I wanted to feel sympathetic in some type of s- s- stupid ass way. I wanted to feel somewhat sympathetic to it. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I like to play devil's advocate here and there. I don't just like to go for one opinion. I don't go based on the pen just b- because everybody is saying it. I want to actually analyze the opinion for myself and I want to sit on it and actually give my mind time to digest it. You know what I mean? So, but after all that time of trying to digest this shit, I regurgitated and threw that shit up. <laughs> it was nasty as hell. <laughs> I tried to force it down. I tried to force it and it didn't work. I regurgitated and threw that shit the fuck up. Like, <laughs> it didn't work, bro. Like, how do you feel, rich people? You already are basically. The one percenters of the world. Like you fucking you 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 got money over money. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you you got it made pretty much. Like you don't made it to a certain level to where you feel like you can fucking make your own earth. God damn it. <laughs> you can make your own goddamn earth, man. Cause you got that much money. And you still cheating? The fuck is going on around here? I guess it's true that they're saying the rich get richer and shit, but the rich don't get richer. The rich just cheat. They just cheat. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep cheating. That's why they get rich, richer and richer. They just keep cheating. God damn it. Y'all not playing the game fair, bro, for everybody, man. You know, like, it's supposed to be an even playing field for everybody. But I come to find out that you motherfuckers been in rules <laughs> behind my back. Like, you know how when you lace up your shoes, you lace up your shoes, and the whole time while you bending down to lace up your shoes, the motherfucker next to you take a couple inches in front of you. That's what these motherfuckers doing right now. We supposed to be on an even playing field on the same line, but you motherfuckers are cheating. So how do you guys feel, rich people who got caught in this scandal? I just want—I just got a question for you. How do you feel being below poverty line? Being below the poverty line like the rest of us, like from especially coming from poverty stricken situations. How do you feel to be like us? Like, cause you even had an advantage. Your advantage is a disadvantage because you've been cheating the whole fucking time. 
Yo, yo, so, so you think that you, you think that you, you, you probably been going out there boasting like you better than us, like this, that, and the third. But come to find out, when the shit hit the fan, when we found out that skeleton that you had a problem putting flesh back on, when we found that out, we found out that you even been cheating the whole time. So you that scared of what we can bring to the table as far as like grinders and people who's willing to be mean dreamers out here in this world? You that scared to the point to where you willing to cheat? To get your kids in the in the thing like okay so and another thing and another way that I want to look at this real quick for the series joke another way that I want to look at this maybe okay I want to be very careful with my word selections here maybe your child didn't excel the way that you wanted them to and, and, and get the tone because I want to be careful with this one like I know this is a serious joke part of the um of the podcast but I want to be careful so maybe your child didn't excel the way that you expected them to but because they have your family name and because your name is so in the spotlight it's a lot of pressure that comes with keeping your name up in that light so everything that's affiliated with your name you it has to be great just like you the superheroes kryptonite in a way you know what i mean like you the superhero of your own family and your own generation and your own people or whatever like that and maybe your child you don't see the same characteristics in your child to carry on a tradition. So what you try to do is you try to cheat their way through. I'm going to let that sit for a second. You try to cheat for your child. Now, it's justifiable ways to cheat for your child and depending on the situation. And I'm not going to discuss it because I don't know all of them, but it's justifiable ways to cheat for your child in a way. You know what I'm saying? Like my son in, in a crazy way has a cheat code to life because of my experience and things that I done been through. So I'm able to tell my son what's around that corner before he gets there. Because of, uh, I, if I see him going down the same path that I done previously been down, I can actually prevent him by with advice. With advice, I can only give him advice, but my eyes are not on him 24-7, so I don't know. I think that's every parent's, um, if, that's that's the scary thing about being a parent. Like, I can only advise him, you know what, son, I hope you don't go this way. I'm telling you this out of my fear of you, of, of what's out there. I know what's out there. And you see that I survived, but I'm only telling you. So you may believe me, you may don't. You may want to experience it yourself, but I wouldn't be doing my due diligence as a father if I did not tell you. Oh, my mother's out there. Same thing goes for you guys. Like, I wouldn't be doing my due diligence as a parent if I didn't let you know about anything that's going out there that I done been through. Because you may not be strong enough mentally to go through the same thing. And I know mentally, in my son's life right now, he's only 11, but... I know that just me seeing who he is, he's not mentally strong to deal with a lot of the shit that I had to deal with growing up. He's not mentally strong to deal with that. And that's not even a bad thing. I don't even say that in a bad way because what I've done is I made it my obligation to make sure. And even though I'm not rich and I don't have a lot of money yet, but at the same time, I made it my mission, my life mission, as long as I breathe in on earth for him not to even know what that even feels like. So I don't even feel guilty for that because I made it my job to make sure that he doesn't even know what that feels like coming from poverty stricken situations. But I want him to be able to relate to where he has compassion for what I've been through. But at the same time, it's like, I don't want you to go same thing. I don't want you to do the same thing that I've been through. I don't want you to go through the same situation because you may not be strong enough to deal with that. Heck, I wasn't even strong enough, but that's the hand that I was dealt. So I didn't have a choice. You, on the other hand, have a choice. You don't have to do that. So let me get back to my core point. You did all of this, rich people. 
you did all of this like yeah like you you wanted life in a way because you got a lot of money you you don't create a legacy for your children and come to find out you still cheating what the hell are you cheating for <laughs> yeah you already won you probably only your mom it's like you're defacing your 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 your, your um your father your mother's name who probably left a legacy for you it's like, are you, you're defacing your own situation. If you started from the rags to the riches and you don't made it to a certain way of living, it's like you're defacing your own name because you're shitting on everything that you don't put yourself through that you don't get yourself out of by trying to cheat the situation. Or you don't find out that your child may not be strong enough to, uh, or, or smart enough or whatever in some type of crazy way to actually go down the same lane that you went down So what you want to do is you want to create an easy path for them to get in, but they didn't earn it So you're keeping them spoiled You're keeping them spoiled in a way. So what so so let me ask you this question. Mr Rich person who who who, who tried to cheat the game and let your kids get through college the easy way or whatever By bending the fucking rules that you feel like doesn't apply to you check this out how do you feel since you since you trying to play the long game and shit like that? How do you feel if you wasn't in the picture? Like when whenever you exit from this earth and you transition, how do you feel that your child is going to hold up your name knowing that child knowing that they cheated, that you cheated for them to get there? How do you think that they're going to hold up? Do you think they're going to breed other generations of zombie babies to come up? After you, I mean, come up after them to, and, and, and that same mentality to be applied to them. You know what I mean? They feeling like it's okay to cheat the game. It's okay to, 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 get, in the, get, to get in front of people who actually earned their right to be here. Like the, the, the guy from poverty, the girl from poverty who had a bad situation and, and they relying on this scholarship or this or this or this university would have get into this university and you don't cut in front of them all because you've been in rules and you know some people and shit. You're not thinking about all that, but you playing it for the long haul. You probably on your second, third generation because your mom and dad left something for you. But you feel like you probably weren't strong enough or your child wasn't strong enough. You're never ever going to ever be able to see your child's full potential because you're always cheating for them. And it's even something that I have to call myself out on because I like based on the situation that I just said, because I'm not perfect. Like I, I, I'm basically trying to balance the way on how what I'm going to expose my son to or my future kids to or my future grandkids. What am I going to expose them to? If I'm spoiling my son so much to the point to where it's like he does, he feels like life is this way. And when he get out there on his own, he feel like the world is at his feet. What am I? What damage am I setting? And I kind of tap more into that in my last episode, The Monsters We Created. Go back and visit, listen to that if you haven't listened to it. But what am I setting my son, my son up for, uh, for? What am I setting my legacy up for when I'm gone? What am I setting up my legacy for? If I'm spoiling him, if I'm thinking that it, if I'm telling him that it's okay to cheat, he would never know what it's like to, to, to maximize on his full strength. I tell my son when he playing this video game, and I always like to relate it to my own personal situation just to be transparent. Like, I tell my son to play on the hardest difficulty. Every new game. Like I, I did something different. Like last year, um, I went in, um when the new Mortal Kombat came out. When a new Mortal Kombat came out, my son wanted it so bad. He wanted it so bad. He kept asking me, Daddy, can I get it? Daddy, dude, can I go get it? Can you go buy it? Can you go buy it? Can you go buy it? I said, yeah. But little did he know, I wasn't going to buy it in the time frame that it was hot. Because I wanted to see if he, he still felt the same way a month later. 
and he ended up feeling the same way. But the trick in the trade was I told him just so because my son, what he does is he'll play video games. He'll play. He has such a passion to play it. And I used to have it's a gamers gamers kryptonite. <laughs> you know, it's a great kryptonite. You wait for a long, long time to play these video games. You probably wait years for them to drop. Same thing with the Spider-Man game that came out. Son felt son, my son felt the same way about that. But you waited for so long and it builds up the anticipation to the point to where when it's finally released, you can't wait to play it. So when you play it, it's like, man, I need to beat this whole thing right now. My son is the same. My son is that way. He'll play the video game when it's first released. He'll beat it and he's bored. So what I did was the trick in the trade was I threw a little ram in the bush. I said, play it on the hardest difficulty. Because what my son used to do because he's so excited to play it and he don't want nothing to hinder him from actually beating the game. He'll play it on the easiest level. I say, no, 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 son. The only way that you're going to be able to test your strength, even through playing video games, I'm teaching him a life lesson through his video game, but... I said, the only way that you're going to be able to test your strength is to play on the hardest difficulty. Yes, it may be hard. Yes, it may take you longer. But that really just that just, that just highlights your passion for the actual game and how and how much strength do you think that you'll be willing to make? And you're going to feel better than opposed to everybody else who's playing, because guess what? You actually put sweat equity into beating this game. You actually took time. And, 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 and you let it unravel in your mind. You had to figure it out. You kept getting beat by the same monsters. You kept getting beat. You kept failing. Like on Super Mario back when I used to get mad. I used to fail at a level. I used to keep falling down in the hole. Everybody knows that sound. <laughs> I don't care what video game you like to play, man. Everybody around the world knows that sound. Listen, when I kept failing, I was like, man, oh my God, my fingers was hurting. I kept doing it over and over again. But I end up beating it. And I just remember how relieved I felt once I actually finally passed the level. And you got to remember, it wasn't memory cards back then. It wasn't no memory cards. It wasn't built in the system. Like, remember when the memory cards first came out, Nintendo 64s and stuff like that, you used to have to buy it separately. And like on the Nintendo 64, you used to have to buy it. It used to be a big behind compactor. You used to have to attach it. It looked like, like a damn Inspector Gadget product. Whatever. You had to attach it to the back of the Nintendo 64 controller. And you used to have to save the game before you turned it off. Otherwise, the memory card still wouldn't work. You have to save the game before you turned it off. But anyways... Now, the memory cards are built into the systems. So what it's like is you're, tra- you're, you're, you're learning how to actually go, go through and play the level without actually having the mindset to actually save your progress. So, but what I used to do was I used to also, I mean, I also used to play it and leave the game on all night because I didn't have a memory card. So what I did, I had to beat that level just to feel good. I had to beat that level. I had to beat that level. I had to keep doing. I had to keep playing. It don't matter how much my fingers hurt. It don't matter how much stressed out I was. I was so focused on wanting to play that beat that level to the point to where I was losing sleep. So I went to reintroduce that to my son in a way to where it's like, no, you're not going to beat this game on an easy level. You're going to beat it on the hardest difficulty. So when you actually beat it, you feel good like you actually accomplished something because that's exactly how life is. Now, let's get back to the to the regulars of the, to what I was talking about at hand. You guys are cheating the game out here, dude. Why do you feel comfortable cheating the game, leaving that legacy for your kids and thinking that it's convenient for your kids to pick up after you and thinking that it's okay to cheat the game? And so when somebody comes up to them and tell them that they're wrong, they actually think that you're wrong because what their parents have taught them, they taught them that that's right. Cheating is right. As long as I got the money that I could throw money at my problem, cheating is right. 
So, in closing my series joke, I know I took a little turn. I know it's a little bit different than what I usually do if you listen to me consistently. I know it's a little bit different, but parents, <laughs> the rich the rich motherfuckers out there of the world who's cheating the game, trying to get their kids in college, and their kids didn't actually earn it. Check it out. How do you feel if you feel like you cheated the game and you feel like you didn't earn it and you want to be the con of this whole game? How do you feel that you actually lost? You lost for the first time in your life. How do you feel of being below the poverty line? Just like the rest of us. All right, guys. That's it for the segment of the time for the series joke. When I come back for you, I got some more for you. Thank you for listening. Hello guys, welcome back to the Let's Feast Food for Thought Podcast. I am yours truly, Mr. Paul Jahogany, and guess what it's time for? I want all my listeners who've been with me from the beginning, the, guess what it's time for? Tell me what it's time for right now. If you thought that it's time for the dessert topping of the day, ding, 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 you are the lucky winner, and guess what you win? Not a motherfucking thing. <laughs> Just a good conscience of being right, and you win bragging rights that's all you win that's all you win you can go brag to all the other listeners and all the other people who listen to the podcast just like you and you can say you know what i got it right so that's the only thing you win i ain't got nothing else for you but anyways (laughs) let's get a little serious that's a little jokey joke but um um the dessert topping of the week is (sighs) since we're starting a new year i want guys to actually think about this for a second Think about your life and where you are right now. And if you are telling stories and if you are at where you planned on being for the rest of your life or whatever like that, if you are doing your passion, if you plan on just just leaving a legacy for the people to come up after you, think about it. When it comes to story time and people start asking you these questions, I want you to actually think about the mistakes that made sense to you at the time that you was making them to get to where you are right now. What mistakes made sense to get to where you are right now that tells the story of where you are right now and when i say mistakes usually when you when i say the word when people use the word mistake it's usually used with a bad connotation slash behind his name but what i want to do is is i want to talk about the well calculated mistakes that made sense because maybe at the time when you was trying to get to where you are currently right now you didn't have the resources you didn't have all the connections and the advice from people 
that can actually give you to actually travel down this road that that you trailblaze that lead that leads for somebody that may be coming after you you didn't have that advice at the time so what you had to do you had to mistake your way on through and but you mistaking your way on through led you to your pinnacle on where you sit right now on your throne it led you to right where you are so what are some of your mistakes that made sense you know what i mean and i'll tell you and i'll give you a highlight on some of my mistakes that made sense to me at the time and and, and let's be honest here at the time when we feeling like we making these mistakes i'm talking about calculating mistakes that make sense i'm not talking about illegitimate mistakes that's really putting a hinder on our life right now and it, like it just it just basically puts us in the grinder but i'm what i'm talking about is that at the time we feel like we're making these mistakes we feel like we're doing the right thing we don't plan for it to go wrong it just it just it just goes that way because i guess god has other plans for us and 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 the universe just sways in a different direction from where we are you know what i'm saying it's like almost like when you're walking in the wind and it's and it's catastrophic winds outside and stuff like that heavy wind hurricane winds or whatever it's almost like your clothes is blowing in one direction but you're moving in the other direction you know what i mean that's kind of what it kind of feels like sometimes when we're making these mistakes that don't make that makes sense you know what i mean but we had to do it because that's what basically in my situation um i'm gonna just relate it to my exes (laughs) one of my my exes at the time you couldn't tell me that i wasn't in love you couldn't tell me that I wasn't in love. I was head over heels, man. Butterflies <laughs> everywhere. Nah, it was it was caterpillar, cocoon, and the butterfly all in my stomach at the same time. It was the whole process. Puppy love at it its finest. You know what I mean? But you could not tell me if you met me back then when I was in my young teenager years or whatever. Still uh, introducing myself to girls, like trying to get get the whole swag about it, trying to whatever. Not really getting the advice or because I didn't have the dominant male influence in my life to school me about women. If, 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 if like at that period i had to mistake my way on through so any glimpse of love that i was getting with the exception of my mother or whatever i'm talking about like women that have actual relationships any any experience that i got with women you couldn't tell me that i wasn't in love <laughs> but that was my achilles heel and i didn't find that out until I, later on in life like later on like in my mid-20s or whatever like that but at the time you couldn't tell me that i wasn't in love now it turned out <laughs> it turned out to be a mistake that made sense because it led me to what I am now and it gave me all the knowledge that I have now. But at the time, I felt like we was headed for the long haul. Not, not. I, I thought, I thought of them as women for the long haul, but they ended up being women that packed their shit in the U-Haul. <laughs> Call me wishful thinking on the genie, motherfucker. I should have, I should play the next Shaq and Kazam. You know what I'm saying? I got the ball head to fit the description, so you know what I'm saying. I even throw in the loop earring to make it a little bit more convincing but anyways <laughs> but at the time you couldn't tell me that 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 we wasn't going to go for we wasn't going to go and live happily ever after but it ended up being a mistake that made sense now that i think about it because now that i sit where i am and again and, and, and these and i actually should thank these women because they actually gave me all of this experience and these stories that i'm telling you guys right now on my podcast so it's a mistake that made sense to me what are some of the mistakes that made sense to you that led you to where you are right now i'm not talking about illegitimate mistakes that that that, that basically is a is a is 
holding you back from reaching your success and stuff like that i'm talking about the thing that you was able that was so devastating to you at the time to where it's like you felt like you was never going to get out of that situation but you actually found a way with the grace of god and the grace of your consistency uh you found a way to pull through and get to where you currently sit right now whether it's financial success whether it's mental health whether whatever it is that you're dealing with you found a way to get to it i mean get through it so it was not that you talk about it to other people. If you are transparent enough, if you have, if you express yourself in that way, now that you are able to talk about it, it's a mistake that actually makes sense. So it actually, you live with no regrets. Some of these regrets we probably look at, we look at it as far as like, oh man, I wish I never would have made a decision. No, 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 no. Don't say that because you would probably wouldn't be the person that you are right now if you say that you, I wouldn't have never made that decision. Of course, we all think that. Let's be honest here. We all think that. Uh, we think about something that didn't go the way that we wanted it to go. Like we, we say, man, I wish I could take that back. No, 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 no. Let it stay right where it's at because it was a mistake that made sense for where I currently sit right now and i had to mistake my way on through because maybe i didn't have the resources maybe i didn't have the advice or maybe i didn't have the og in my ear to tell me hey man you got to look at these women like this no 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 she playing you no 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 i didn't have that so what i had to do mistake my way on through what you probably had to do to get where you sitting at right now is to mistake your way on through but now it wasn't a big mistake to where it held you back it was a mistake that propelled you to be sitting right where you are currently on your throne and you creating a lane and you created a um, a legacy for your kids and you making your parents proud and you making people who idolize you and you actually created new fans you created new fans for people who actually are looking at you now and saying you know what his story or her story relates to my story so if he can do it or she can do it i can do it so and that's what it all that's what it's all worth but sometimes you just have to feel like you um are thinking about a way on how you're going to get this advice out to where you can actually feel like you can help somebody it's a lot of us we're holding a lot of these stories back because we're ashamed of them but no what i encourage you to do is try to get, seek some counseling with, within your mental health or, or or talk to somebody around you or whatever to where you feel like you're comfortable enough to get some of this stuff off because you can actually help somebody not you could utilize social media in the right way you could utilize your experiences around you in the right way if you're not a big social media person like you could utilize your experiences the people that you know around you so therefore you can get this stuff off because the person that you may be telling this story to you may be helping that person but if you holding this stuff back then guess what you're just going to eat from the, you're going to eat yourself from the inside out it's going to be some self-cannibalism going on then that's never healthy for anybody but so what are so so my question is for the dessert topping of the week is what are some of the mistakes that you had to mistake your way on through what are some of the things and what the situation that you had you felt like you had to mistake your way on through and now that you mistake your way on through it propelled you to be in the position that you currently sit in right now or you currently stand in right now it's sitting on your throne or you chill or you standing up tall but when you sit you sit on your throne basically that's basically what i'm saying what are some of the situations you feel like you had to mistake your way through because you felt like you never had the advice that other everybody else had? Maybe your peers had all the advice, had all the advantages and stuff like that. And it, that those advantages probably wasn't given to you. So you felt like you had to mistake your way on through. And it's okay as long as you turn out to be to do exactly what you felt like you were destined to do as far as being passionate about your craft and your talent and you dive more into it because it makes you feel whole within yourself, wholesome. Well, then that mistake that you mistake your way on through turned out to be suitable for you so guys that's what that's that's the dessert topic of the day 
what are some of the mistakes that you feel like you had to mistake your way on through because you didn't have your resources and um let's get to it and um guys thank you guys for visiting uh, to the um visiting me again the first episode of new year episode number 17 of the let's feast food for thought podcast I'm, I'm so happy that you guys are with me don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend to come to the table next week so we got so i got some more food for you and guys you know each and every week if you've been with me from last year leading up to now you know each and every week how i end my podcast are you ready for me for all my consistent listeners are you ready for me if you ever hear your stomach growl because you're hungry and you're looking for somewhere to put some food in your stomach make a pit stop here at the less feast food for thought podcast because i got some more food for you and that includes leftovers don't forget to leave a tip bon appetit and there's your dessert. All right, guys. I love you guys so much. Thank you. Don't forget to leave a review on Apple. On my Apple. If you listen to me via Apple, don't forget to leave a review. Go subscribe to my YouTube channel, The Sandcastle Christmas Story, coming soon. I'm just doing working out the editing right now, but the movie is done. Guys, thank you so much for listening and being consistent. Thank you for pouring into me. Thank you for doing everything that you currently do. That 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 the battery in my back. You're not you're not trying to take the juice from me. You're trying to add juice to me. I, I love it. I love you guys. you my supporters are some of the most amazing supporters i appreciate every last one of you guys for listening i know it was a long episode and i'm still talking and rambling on i suppose the band ended it but i can't i can't help it i can't help it guys but i love you guys so much and i appreciate you but anyways thank you so much i'll see you back again next week on the last feast food for thought podcast bon appetit everybody see you next week